All right, neighbors, welcome back to the Strange Neighborhood Podcast for Season 2, Episode 3. You're back here with me, Kaylin, the hostess with the mostest. <laughs> and uh, for today's episode, I got to interview Tex from Beyond Top Secret Texan. And he has his own podcast. And I think he's like said he's more centralized on Twitter for social media these days. But he found me on Instagram and I enjoy his Instagram. And uh, he even has a website, but I will put the link to his link tree in the show notes. And as soon as he joined the room, I didn't have it recording yet. And uh, he jumped right in so fast and I wanted to catch everything he was saying because it was super interesting right off the bat so i just hit record kind of mid-sentence so you guys are going to get kind of dropped right in as he's kind of doing an overview of what he wants to talk about today we talked about false history reset and a bunch of his theories around how he thinks the old world is actually in the americas And just the entire geographical sham that was the Great Reset. And I'm sure he had so much more to elaborate on, but we had to cap it in at around 90 minutes. So I'm just thankful that we got the chance to have this talk. We've been going back and forth about it since before Christmas. So yeah, I'm definitely going to have him back on the show. And I hope you guys really enjoy this episode today. Thanks for listening. traction to that idea there's a lot of reality to that and um you know typically things that we think like ancient egypt being where ancient egypt is it it's uh part of the kind of history of all of this like you know the recreation of history yeah you know it, it's absolutely politically uh, motivated but it's uh there, there's a lot of evidence you know a lot of archaeological stuff that just points to it being in the western hemisphere like number of pyramids the level of complexity of civilization of like the mayans and the aztecs and yeah compared to um the the few cities they have in the middle east that have survived and were ever you know densely populated you know just that's a it's a huge cover-up but yeah I'm, it's I'm crazy ready to get into it yeah Okay, well, I already hit record, but um, I can obviously cut off whatever, but I kind of might want to leave that beginning bit. But um, what what is your name? What do you want me to call you? <laughs> oh, I go by text uh, when I'm recording. At okay, yeah. Record. Um, Let's just leave it at that so I don't get mixed up right now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. It's, it's exactly because it's a lot of, it's streamlined. It makes sense. It's very yeah. compact as I get, you know, the name and the show and it all, the name is the show. It makes a lot of sense when at least when I thought of it, you know, so it's weird yeah. when people are like, they expect you to go by your full name. Yeah. 
no, no, no. It's, it's, it's not like like when you Google my name, you know, it's not going to come up. <laughs> yeah. Google the show, it will come up. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I I kind of like struggle with where to be anonymous on the internet sometimes. I think, and I have made some choices that, you know, you wish you could take your name off things, but too late. <laughs> but uh, do you want to just introduce yourself first and um, talk about like what you do, and then uh, then we'll just get right into it. Yeah. Um... And, and yeah, just so you know, I'm recording too, so I can release it on my uh, side of things and just hit record. So yeah, let's jump right into the, the conversation. Perfect. That's um, sweet. Yeah, I'm the Beyond Top Secret Texan. Uh, I go by Tex uh, for shorthand, but Beyond Top Secret Texan podcast uh, and multi-channel media experience, basically posting dark web evidence across the web, although to be honest, social media is uh, dead. You know, it's the snake that bit me. Uh, mm-hmm. Basically, I've had a couple of channels that grew very large. Uh, TikTok that had, you know, millions of views on videos and uh, Instagram that had like thousands of followers. And then they got deplatformed because of the censorship, exactly, you know, and going around. And mm-hmm. I know a lot of people know exactly what I'm talking about when a channel gets I- nuked. And, I think it's uh, becoming like really obvious about that. Like even yeah. like nor- normies are like, why do channels get deleted? Like, you know, it's kind of out in the open now that they just terrorize people. Exactly. So um, if you can find my channel, uh, Twitter, for example, I- I'm really uh, focusing energy on currently. Uh, but even that shadow band, uh, mm-hmm. my second Instagram channel is up beyond top secret Texan two. You can find all that information on Linktree slash Beyond Top Secret Texan. It's the one link, you know, you really just search all my all my web activity on. But I got a pod page, a web page, podpage.com slash Beyond Top Secret Texan. If you want a web browser version where you can listen to all my episodes or you can check out uh, my show on all the major uh, podcast providers from iHeartRadio to Spotify to, you know, Apple Podcasts down to all the obscure ones as well, like Himalaya, uh, Pod Page, you know, uh, Breaker, all the all the podcast pages typically mm-hmm. or should have my podcast on it. And if they don't, then let me know and I can I can help put it on there. Yeah, uh, and we'll just I'll add all your links at the bottom too so that people can find you wherever you are, whatever their been, yeah, cho- been choice doing of this since, platform. Uh, been doing this since 2020 full-time uh started with youtube videos um and really started with secret space program and close encounter survival uh personal experiences and my knowledge started kind of uh flowing and stemming from there and i started embracing things like the uh great reset uh mud flood um you know discipline basically as well as I've been known to work in cryptozoological terms, true crime terms, into the occult. Uh, my my history knowledge is pretty good, both conventionally, uh, because I have an education in it, but also uh, just because it's a passion of mine. And so learning about the Great Reset, learning about the mud flood, a lot of things started clicking. And mm-hmm. I was like, my, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of sitting here shell-shocked before we go into this, because... I've had to relearn everything and, and it's, 
it's not like I didn't know history coming into this, but what I can safely say is everything I have been taught and everything everyone has taught is absolutely wrong. Yeah. And, and that's where I, that's kind of just to justify why I like going on to podcasts. And I think if you actually counted a lot of my interviews um, and our shows in like 2021 were in this subject and um, I, I'm very interested in it. Like everything from the high technology that must have been around to the giant size of the people to the engineering, mm-hmm. you know, genius that these people had to create uh, monoliths. And um, from getting into it with ancient aliens to moving on to knowing that it's actually just the real history of mankind covered up. It's crazy, isn't and, it? And, yeah, exactly. Like it's and and when you start learning about things like the mound builders in America, that there are 200,000 cities in North America along the Mississippi river that no one even talks about that belong to the native Americans Mm -hmm. and that the real history reports, you know, and like I said, I absolutely know that you go and you read journals of the settlers of the pilgrims of the colonists to learn about the truth. And they're just talking about finding entire abandoned towns Mm-hmm. Uh, with like stonework and and masonry mm-hmm. and um, relevant to what we're going to be talking about up until very recently like up until the rockefeller takeover which is an absolute verifiable mm-hmm. fact that in the 1913 mm-hmm. rockefeller took over the education system that and people in america system. yeah people in america had a very high uh like they had a very high knowledge of what we would consider uh, this this knowledge that we're talking about now. They knew mm-hmm. where we came from. People knew that. Like they knew that Florida was the Garden of Eden. Uh, everyone from the governor to the travel bureau of Florida would, would talk about it. There are postcards with that information on it. Uh, everyone knew, yeah, the history of like uh, Mexico uh, and, and like uh, – the history of the Mississippi people, the Creek Indians, that they weren't what's being told now, which is technologically primitive, uh, basically a wilderness, a frontier that didn't have anything until the European settlers came in the late 1800s, and and that it was mostly just sitting there for the taking because nothing existed, and that's absolutely a myth. Um, it definitely is do you know that like i'm not sure how familiar you are with my channel or my show but i go back in a lot of times into the old newspaper archives and then look up like all the um weird things they found back in those days and they just reported that we know nothing about like ancient ruins and structures and like crazy things all over the states so this is like super interesting for me (laughs) exactly like um it's not even the fact that these things existed and they didn't have people in them. They had a full civilization mm-hmm. that lived in them that is highly relevant to the history of the world, uh, all peoples of the world, including Europe. Um, and basically, it's all a very modern rewriting, uh, including the things that we hold sacred, the sacred cow, uh, crows of our society. You can also call them sacred cows. And uh, this may be very heretical to a lot of people listening, but uh, the history of man 
is not from Africa or the Mesopotamia, the Fertile Crescent. It's from the Western Hemisphere and from North America, or specifically the Gulf of Mexico and specifically Florida. Mm-hmm. And and this is uh, verified, even embraced historically by a lot of Christian esoteric theologians mm-hmm. and fundamentalists because of uh, various realities in the book of Genesis in describing uh, the flood, the great deluge, and the days of Noah, and uh, the Garden of Eden, with geographical features in Florida. So, like, to basically understand this whole thesis, um, to start from the very beginning, literally the mm-hmm. very beginning, uh, is the factual, like, basically the, the biblical fact that the only geographic place that is described that has any relevance to the Garden of Eden in the world is the the uh, River Nile has, or basically in the Garden of Eden, there is a river with four, uh, or a body of water with four rivers. Uh, basically a head sharing four river bodies. And it doesn't mm-hmm. exist in the Middle East where they say the Tigris and Euphrates does. It exists in the Chattahoochee and the Florida and Georgia border. Fascinating. This, as well as the fact that the Bible mentions 28 different kinds of trees, and those 28 different kinds of trees are uh, native to the same area, the Appalachia area of Florida, and that uh, one tree, the gopher wood, is only native and only found in this one area. And gopher is what Noah was told to build the ark by God. And this is still in all translations, even in the King James Version, no matter how uh, changed and reformed and liberalized or, uh, you know, agendized or uh, from the Catholic scripture to the to the all Abrahamic faiths understand yeah. and recognize this one thing that that Noah was told to build the ark out of gopher wood. It was made out of gopher wood. And Gopherwood is native only to one place, and that is the Appalachian line between um, the uh, the Ozarks and the Atlantic Ocean. Interesting. That yeah, that this was enough region to say that whatever geographical location that they were truly referring to had to have been on the Western Hemisphere. And that up until the 1913s uh, and, and onward, when Rockefeller, and remember Rockefeller took over the entire nation vertically and horizontally, including creating the fake Zionist conservative Christians, uh, which were not Christians, uh, basically a bunch of hedonists, you know, in wolves and sheep's clothing who would uh, be demagogues and rise up the, the Pentecost, basically. And uh, these people have very flimsy knowledge on basically any scripture and we're told to constantly promote the uh, Sea of Galilee, uh, the the idea of Israel being in the Middle East. And this was before Israel was even created as a state. You know, and so that the idea yeah. that this was all connected to a much larger conspiracy, yes. But that the erasure of our history came from the outside. And it's relatively very modern. Because there were, there's still video, and if anyone wants to look this up, simply YouTube search uh, this, because there are videos on YouTube about Christian theologians 
who in the 20th century figured this all out and, and swore by it and that it had relevance and it had a lot of movement, uh, especially in things like the American esoteric and occult, what you would call Gnostic Christian sects, like the uh, Order of Melchizedek, which is a Christian group. You know, there mm -hmm. are so many different Christian groups, uh, but it is an actual official, you know, uh, tax exempt kind of, you know, status Christian group in, uh, in America operating in Florida. And that floor, like I said, the Florida postcards, Florida, uh, travel bureau and the governor himself and stuff would go on to say these things like in passing that it just is because it's one of those cultural things that in the time people just knew and it's, it's still legacy. It's, it's like a legacy knowledge until it was erased by the, you know, federal quote-unquote federal standards of education the smithsonian owned by the british owned by freemasons and controlled from the very top down by rockefeller and the proxies of rothschild and the masters they serve which we know as darwinian science it came from the royal academy that's all freemasonic alchemists and mm -hmm. um you know and th this is going to be a lot easier to understand and, and i'm still about no, fully. I'm shell-shocked and just able to report on a secret war that's been going on for thousands of years and that literally we're not supposed to know about. It, this is the fucking weirdest shit to me. I am shell-shocked here. <laughs> like, to think that everything that I was ever taught was wrong and intentionally taught and, you know, wrong so that I could mm -hmm. be locked away uh, spiritually from my inheritance of the country that I was born in. And that 300 million plus people are born in and, and more, including in Mexico and Canada and Central and South America, the entire Western Hemisphere is duped into believing that we aren't, that the history of the world is one way and that we are who we really are, which is this, uh, the origin, the cradle of civilization and uh, not only civilization, but a humankind and to get into just a, a real like not even this before we even get into the the abrahamic stuff that north america is more than meets the eye do you know camels and elephants and horses big cats etc all evolved in south and north america in the western hemisphere and then migrated outward to asia and africa Crazy. I was actually thinking about <clears throat> the cypress trees as well, because I found because you were talking about trees before. And then when you just said this about the animals, it made me think about this because their cypress trees are like in that area as well. And like around Florida and like in around the Mississippi Valley and stuff like that. And their only other places in the Mediterranean where the trees are and i'm like did they start in the mediterranean or did they start in north america oh yes and, and one of that that specific thing um is easily explained when i get to the point of phoenician colonization and one what, what do you do when you colonize an area is you bring your own plants there because you know mm -hmm. you want to grow literally like johnny appleseed you bring the seeds to grow the orchards and the the crop and the fruit that you really want to indulge in like you're you're reshaping and regrowing your home overseas mm -hmm. it was brought to europe that is brought to europe because that is not native to the the actual 
cliff sides and rocky uh it's infertile it's actually a volcanic ash in the mediterranean because of all the major volcanic and earthquake it's just it's it's infertile and the whole mesopotamia being called the fertile crescents it kind of like a a sick joke in in a lot of ways because Mm -hmm. it has to be heavily irrigated and even today it's barren it's absolutely barren and its wealth is not from agriculture which it has to import most of its food you know it's it's oil and the only reason they want to give it any significance is to um incentivize this kind of like i don't know uh destruction of the western hemisphere based on a number of standards and exactly like we can go into that later but that's its own realm of thinking like why are they doing this and and what like why like what exactly are they trying to accomplish what um, i think about that so much like why like what this is like the big lie of civilization and like what why what for like what is the motive yeah exactly like that's one of the things where like it's two different things like to actually learn about the truth and try to figure that out and then realize then try to figure out why they're lying to us why the lie what what don't they want us to know about this and one of the weirdest things is that yet we think that things like citrus fruits grow naturally in the mediterranean like israeli grapefruits grapefruits Mm -hmm. are native to south texas and florida yeah florida is the citrus state oranges grow from florida and they want you to think that they're not they they want you to think they're from china or that they're from some weird uh you know place like uh like how apples they're trying to like rewrite the history of apples and say we got apples from china and you're like what what what? no exactly how did this how did america become synonymous with a chinese fruit and then they're like exactly well johnny appleseed like the whole idea that used to be colloquial knowledge that yeah a guy just walked around planting apple trees literally everywhere that's why they're literally just reached up and grab an apple and then because they've taken away the apple from the common man they have taken away fruit from a common man that's a totally different thing that they've divorced him from reality and they can say that apples are from uh china and that he has no recourse but to believe them and that's just a microcosm of the big lie. Like, why are they doing this? Why are they trying to rewrite everything in our history to mm-hmm. take it away from the West, take it away from the Western Hemisphere, either North or South America, and, and try to put everything, including their heritage, in the East, in Europe, in uh, specifically Europe. Uh, and that is... Uh, what I think will I like I'll help explain once we get down the historical and I'll just jump into the Abrahamic thing now mm-hmm. uh, because it's in the Garden of Eden is in Florida. Realistically, all of the events in the Old Testament happened in the West. Like, that's just the one thing that's immediately present. I'm not saying that after the flood, the Ark was built and Noah went across mm-hmm. the Atlantic Ocean where then the historical records of the world are now accurate because they the children of noah uh formed babylon and where babylon is and egypt where the nile river is and the greeks where the greek islands are none of that happened it all happened in the west it and the west western geography was very different and 
the history of the West was very old. They were saying people lived in North America as old as 370,000 years ago. Mm -hmm. So this realistically, without even, because you can't rely on the timeline, it could be anywhere from all this beginning 370,000 years ago, like in the book of Genesis, Mm -hmm. or it'd be as young as they say historically, like they say the Aztecs only emerged in the 1400s. And then only ruled for a hundred years before the Spanish showed up. So they only had 100 years of uncontacted existence, which is ridiculous to believe. That's ridiculous. Exactly. The Spanish just immediately by coincidence showed up before the society and they didn't build the pyramids. And no one knows who does, who did, because Mm -hmm. when the lie was made, most of the pyramids were under jungle canopy already. The The jungle, the rainforest, had grown over them. And only until now, when we have LIDAR, which is a laser light, you know, like uh, basically a laser inspection um, that goes and can see through foliage, see through debris. It's mm-hmm. extremely high tech. Um, only now do we realize Almost all of the Amazon jungle is artificially grown. There are cities that stretch, that, that literally just, they're metropolises. They just stretch into each other. You can't tell mm-hmm. them apart. And there are thousands like of pyramids um, all through Venezuela, the Amazon, um, you know, all of uh, South America, basically, all of the Peruvian mountains, all of Mexico, all of Central America. It's 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 mind numbing to think of the archaeological and uh, engineering of like both the archaeological significance, but the engineering capabilities of these people when they literally built uh, cities larger than we have now out of stone or uh, what we would know typically as an Aztec looking pyramid, you know, like, you know, yeah. it's very distinctly it's not Aztec. Aztec is also not what they call themselves. Uh, there's the whole history of uh, what we're going to get into with Tignoctalon, that everything we've been told is an absolute lie, and it's absurd. Uh, for example, in Wikipedia, it even says it in the first paragraph, just on Tignoctalon, that no one knows when the city was built. It yeah. was said to have been built in the 1325 simply because they wanted to celebrate the 600th anniversary of Mexico City in the year 1925. Yeah. Simply because they wanted to have a party in the city with a parade to celebrate 600 years of Mexico City, they said, fuck it, that's when the Aztecs built the city. And it, it, and you look at, like I said, the Rockefeller, at the same time, Mexico was going through the same exact, you know, bullshit where these scientific people, these men of universities, experts, who were trained, <laughs> experts who were trained in Europe, who were all Freemasons, mm-hmm. came to to these po- positions of power. They called them the scientificos in in uh, Mexico during the time of the revolution. The president was a man named Porfirio Diaz. This is a man who's synonymous with cruelty. And being a Western sellout in in traditional history in Mexico, he's a villain. He's an absolute villain. 
in uh, in everyone's understanding of him. He was a tyrant. He was basically a dictator. Uh, he started mm-hmm. the Mexican Civil War, where one tenth of the population in Mexico died over uh, ten years of fighting, and he literally rewrote the history of Mexico as far as the West is concerned. That has been the official story moving forward. Um, so these are the kinds of people we're dealing with back in the 1900s. These are like social Darwinists. These are people who literally were just racist uh, xenophobes and who, who were all part of rewriting and putting in, implanting things like non-religious education, secular education, things like that. And yeah. I'm not saying the, the religious education was any better, but it's, it's just a different cult. The yeah. Freemasons are just a different cult. Science has just become a different cult. It's teaching the wrong thing, or it's teaching the thing that they only want you to know. And any questioning of it is considered heresy. And, you know, if they could burn you at the stake, they would. Like, they, they literally. That. Exactly. Like, I, I, we learned <laughs> since 2020 onward that these people are no better than like, witch hunters and things like that. If they say they're for science and that they're whatever they're they're gonna still burn you at the stake <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> what, what a I, weird yeah. couple years <laughs> moving moving into the abrahamic side of things like i said it all means that the the old testament happened in the the new world and it's not the new world the new world is the old world and that before the, we move on can i just ask you one thing do you think that the jungle was intentionally planted to hide the pyramids or was it something else that was intentionally planted that got out of hand it could have been. Honestly, that could be. It could also be that uh, just literally they didn't get to it and that we're dealing with like a post-apocalyptic civilization. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're dealing with a Great Reset. And I think the Great Reset goes beyond things like the Spanish conquest or smallpox. It goes mm-hmm. beyond anything man-made. We're dealing with the survivors right now who... Uh, who were so far away, I think, that they just were not affected by whatever happened on this hemisphere. And I think what happened in this hemisphere was a combination of an either a comet or an asteroid or um, something even weirder, something like a plasma shift or like a, a you know, like a, I don't know, like a big uh, solar flare or a volcano or something. Like volcanoes can be pretty gnarly. Uh, the super volcano in Yosemite, for example, could could really mess a whole civilization up. That can mess a hemisphere up for a couple of years. And I don't think they died out. I think they went subterranean. I think they still exist. Um, it's just that we on the surface, you know, have been putting up with some pretty crazy weather. It's a part of a grander, grander theory to say that we are still in like the doomsday kind of feeling. We're still in Mad Max. We just kind of got civilized a lot faster than, than they do in the movies. You know, like people's natural tendencies are not to like constantly slit each other's throats. You know, we mellow out pretty fast. (laughs) Like, yeah. And so after a few decades of like constant nonstop warfare with each other, we kind of were just like, okay, everyone settle the fuck down. (laughs) Like, okay, we, we survived the apocalypse. Let's Here's a few barons, and then <laughs> we'll divide it yeah. up. And, yeah. Let's figure out what all these buildings are for. Where did all these cities come from? Mm-hmm. Like, and think about it. Like, if, if you really broke it down, um, they're telling us the truth always in our face that 
with the post-apocalypse stuff, with the zombie stuff. We don't know fully what happened, but we know that the world can end. We know mm. the world is literally on a razor's edge, and if anything goes wrong, we're going to go right back to caveman days. And I think that's what happened. Um, but I think it has something to do with a mass depop. Maybe they evacuated. Like It's actually written a lot in Native American lore that uh, great lodges came from the sky and took whole tribes of like Cherokee and you know Creek and um, these tribes like uh, like the the Aztecs and Asazi were taken by sky peoples or relocated or you know they they originally survived the Great Cataclysm the Blue Star uh, disaster by going underground and so that you know subterranean you know evacuation is already existing in their mythologies their creation cycles they have underworlds and stuff like that that are real places to them and in their uh folklore so like exactly like i don't think they died out i don't think they were defeated in war i don't think that they um were victims i think that they kind of just for like they kind of just left and and you know where did they go that's a great mystery but surely these people were were way too intelligent and technologically advanced to be taken out by any one thing yeah um, but that's like that's that kind of goes for just how creepy this all is because uh well, when we start well, talking well, about the ancient sorry. egyptians for example like mm -hmm. oh go on uh, I was just going to say, like, before we move on, when you said, like, um, it could have been any kind of cataclysm and that volcanoes can do a lot of damage. Have you ever heard of the year without summer? Yes. It was, like, yeah, in the that... early 1800s. And yeah, like, little ice yeah. ages. Little ice yeah, ages a volcano are... went off and there was, like, no summer. And it caused, I think it caused a potato famine in Ireland and, like, a bunch of famines and starvation. Yeah, and there are, like, there's Pompeii. There's uh, the explosion of, of the Mycenaean Islands or Crete. Uh, there are islands in the Greek Peloponnese that are just volcano ash. And there are, um, you know, there In those are old newspapers, there's the like stuff, there's stuff they found in the 1800s where there was like um, ruins in all over America that were like, looked like high heat events. I have yeah. a bunch in some episodes. Oh, so, absolutely. Yeah. Um, People don't know that volcanoes are all over America. Um, mm. And this is something that's kind of a Mandela effect. But I also think it's just like we are taught so much bullshit when we are young. I remember learning that America didn't have any volcanoes, maybe like Mount St. Helens. And the reason why Mount St. Helens was important is because it surprised a lot of people that America had a volcano. And now yeah. it's like America is full of volcanoes and a fault lines. And things like the New Madrid uh, fault line and I think Alabama or along the Mississippi River had the most powerful recorded earthquake in American history. And it was so powerful it made the Mississippi River flow backwards. Yeah. I heard so it's not that. like North America is safe. We also have yeah. tornadoes and like weird superstorms. And uh, it gets extremely cold. Because America, North America is in mostly the Arctic Circle. So yeah. even as like, when it comes to just, if you thought of it logically, most people are not going to live in Canada or North America. It's way too cold in the winter. Right. Like it's surprising mm -hmm. Chicago yeah. 
is so populated in New York City when people could just live in the South and it's colder in Chicago than in Antarctica sometimes. Yeah. Like that's a reality. Like it, it gets super fucking cold in America and Canada, obviously Canada and Alaska. Yeah. Um, so if you're thinking about where you're going to build your civilization, I'd build it where Brazil is yeah. because it's not going to get cold. Or if it does, I mean, it's not like it's on it's near the equator, right? Like that's going to help yeah. out. Like for that sweet Yucatan Peninsula or somewhere like that, right? Which is, yeah, which is what I'm saying. Like it's not yeah. considered, and and people forget that, and even in North America, that there are like the names for the Great Plains is the Great North American Desert, uh, the Mojave Desert, Death Valley, uh, the Rocky <laughs> Mountains are just like the Badlands of Montana. Like it's just terrible geography. That's super mm-hmm. difficult to even exist with. And like America will kill you. It's no country for fucking uh, weaklings. It's it, people don't understand it because they live in their cities. Like mm-hmm. America is full of natural predators. And it just like, you know, it can resort back to the land. And so is South America. I'd say same thing over there. Just as above, so below on that one, like down by the equator. Uh, you know, you don't let things go for maybe. 200 300 years and it's going to go right back to jungle no matter what you're talking about mm-hmm. it's, it's going to fall apart if it can fall apart it's going to have snakes and jaguars all in it um you know it's going to completely go back to nature within the, like a uh, few generations you know not even 100 years mm-hmm. and and it's people don't realize that you could have metal naval ships completely rust in in harbor you could have uh, all the glass in buildings, you know, fall out and um, the building be overtaken with vines and then uh, crumble down uh, due to, you know, water damage. Uh, all your streets will be buried in foliage and dirt, like within with almost overnight. Mm-hmm. And, and, and wild animals will just take a refuge in it. And it's not like... This does. It's not like it's unprecedented because we are dealing with it right now. The the Amazonian discoveries. They found out most of the dirt in the Amazon jungle is man made. That's it's crazy. It's a type of soil called uh, bio ash, and it was what? specifically put there because it's the compost heaps made from burning animals and old wood, campfires, things like that like just daily burning and and usage you put all your trash and burn it it's called bio ash and it's what basically is the the growing soil the topsoil of the amazon jungle it's not native uh and and in fact the amazon jungle actually has very poor soil and it's very infertile it was made fertile because people live there crazy exactly so these people when i'm saying that it's the old testament and things these are literally where people originated from and it's been lost to man and nature um, but it was it was only created to the point where nature could overtake it because people helped create the situations that we're in now like i think north america was mostly underwater and historically you find things like shark's teeth in montana are like shells in the in the you know colorado rockies and stuff like that yeah, so like, where I live, I live on the east side of the um, Rocky Mountains in northern British Columbia, Canada, and there's like uh, seashells, seashell fossils everywhere around here. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're on the east are. side of the mountains. Like there shouldn't be, even if you look at flood maps, like we should be the last thing underwater. If you know, you know. And there are maps with California as an island. There are maps yep, with I've seen uh, the Mississippi River as kind of an ocean or a big lake. You know, like there, like America had a lot more water going up and down into its like actual core. And I believe that in theory, it was Atlantis. It looked geographically like Atlantis, or even even Honestly, more so I when we that. go into talking about Tenochtitlan, that Tenochtitlan could be easily considered Atlantis, and that we're just dealing with uh, a historically edited and watered down reality, saying things like that when Homer described Atlantis, he was talking about a different city than or a different place than clearly the major urban civilization of north america that lived in the gulf of mexico and uh the yucatan peninsula and central and south america and that he was talking about a mythological place that we've never found and we have no evidence for and that could theoretically have been an island that sank near the azures or whatever and you're like it was talking about north it was clearly talking about a city that sounds exactly like Tignoctalon. Like it's it's a city literally on water with rings and ports and like little like water bridges and things and the only thing that we we uh, get confused with are the descriptions like yeah there were elephants there and yeah there were elephants in North America they were called yeah, them mastodons. We even they had mammoths master. at the and same mammoths, time yeah. as like yeah, there was like Egyptians, like, Egyptians, like, like yeah. When when I'm gonna say like we were Egypt, mm-hmm. the things to keep in mind to go into details are not like you said. Don't get bogged down too much into details. Like, oh well, if it's Egypt, why wasn't it on in Egypt in a map? Egypt was never called Egypt. Egypt was either called That's Kemet right. or Goshen, and that Egypt, uh, like in the Bible, it's called Goshen, the land of Goshen. And then, yeah. uh, and or they called themselves academically, they called themselves the Kemet, uh, the nation of Kemet, the place, the kingdom of Kemet. And then uh, they never called themselves the Egyptians, and that uh, it was just the land of pyramids along the Nile River. And the Nile River was never called the Nile River; it was called the River of Isis. You know, and the Isis yeah. River, or the Mississippi. Isis is this, in the this. word Mississippi. Yeah. And that also, think- like all along the Mississippi, there's like rip, like um, cities named after cities in the exactly, Egypt. exactly. So people get bogged down, uh, get distracted with details like nation names or ethnicities or people like descriptions. Um, the Egyptians have been discovered in the Grand Canyon, mm-hmm. and the things like the Old Testament described the land of Goshen, Egypt, as um, having one third of its of its territory on the east side of the Nile River and two-thirds of its territory on the west side of the Nile River. America is one-third on the east side of the Mississippi River and two-thirds on the west side of the Mississippi River. Oh, when you start thinking about it, what they're describing and not necessarily what it's named or like you know, a rose under any other name would still be a rose. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's it's not the name that counts or the language. It's 
it it's it's basically just right in front of people's faces and um things like the native american populations things like the the true uh reality of these people has been completely washed away because movies only present them one way or the books only present them one way uh they were moorish they were also considered uh fair-haired in in some places they were considered giants they were considered um very noble and they were not the kind of savage that everyone makes them out to be that native americans were not savages they were a completely what we would know as civilized peoples peoples able to keep massive communities thriving with diplomacy and law and order and culture and things so that it, it goes to say that all of what we've been taught is a lie but it truly hurts the people who lived here the people who really created the world that we know that we actually inherited that they've been had all of that stolen from them um and it, it, so yeah kind of moving forward um all of the events in egypt because america can now be considered egypt if you look at things like the isis river uh the all the iconography of the sickle a moon and the star mm -hmm. uh, texas for example is the lone star state this has kind of always been you know weird either they oh but it's because we were the state we were a republic and you know it's a lone star like we're independent it's not it's the star of isis or otherwise not the star of sirius or the venus star of the north star and um it is absolutely iconography of isis it is absolutely in reference to the star and crescent moon uh featured in muslim iconography mm -hmm. and moorish iconography like in the flag of turkey mm -hmm. and that new orleans and the basically the mississippi river delta still goes by the name crescent city because it was considered the entire gulf of mexico a crescent and considered one basically unified mesopotamia uh, so not necessarily a hard egypt but the mesopotamian crescent everything from the peoples that we would associate with the canaanites and the levites and the hebrews and the hittites and the various tribes of the babylonians and the you know persians uh, the various tribes of the Old Testament, they were all the local tribes, the tribes that ruled this area. Mm -hmm. And and that the stories of Moses leading the Hebrews to a promised land originated in the Western Hemisphere. They are about the people of the Mississippi River. They are about the people who are the mound builders. These stories were... Uh, you know moses and aaron are talking about the pyramids and the, the pharaoh is taxing them and punishing them for making bricks without straw and mud it's mud from the mississippi river delta probably or one of the many mm. rivers that feed into it it's american mud and that the I heard, people i heard someone else no go on go ahead <laughs> well, i was gonna say and the peoples the hebrews the 12 tribes were were spread out from there to, through the exodus which is moving through the badlands the colorado rockies and either settling in like the mormons think 
Jerusalem and Salt Lake City, which in Utah, there's a lot of evidence for that. I'm not saying that the Mormons, um, you know, are, are the correct religion to follow. I'm not saying anything about their religion. I'm saying that historically, though, they are on to something and that Mormons <laughs> are very clever about this. They are very, very uh, crucial to understanding the real history of what we're dealing with, as ridiculous as it sounds. The Mormons and, and their 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 understanding of American history is pretty fucking accurate. It's it, they're pretty woke people. They're pretty fucking lit uh, when it comes to knowing the truth and, and holding firm like the fact that Native American writing to kind of help understand all of this uh, in a secular way is Phoenician in origin. The Phoenician yeah. in origin, they think constitutes them as being Hebrew or qualifies the Native Americans as a tribe of the Hebrews. Now, yes, they think that this happened in Israel where across the Mediterranean and and Jerusalem is exactly where it is, but actually, actually, no. Uh, by admitting to this, they kind of, you know, they're admitting to the reality of it, that they didn't come to America, they're from America. That the Phoenicians are the Native Americans, the red man, because Phoenicians are red. And uh, this kind of, you know, goes into, they want to say they're from Finland. They want to say they're Finnish and that it's near Helsinki or the North Pole. And they came to North America and then colonized uh, either culturally or um, physically. And that this is where Aryans come from, because Aryans are a distinct tribe not found in North America. But I disagree with that. I think it's 100% all because mankind itself came from North America. And so the Phoenicians would naturally come from North America, too, just like we believe they came from the Middle uh, East or the, or the Mediterranean. And it's not that they came from the Mediterranean and moved west. They came from the Gulf of Mexico, the Caribbean specifically. And moved outward along the east and west coasts of um, along the Atlantic and the European and African coasts. Uh, hey, can I just pause you quickly? My kid's just yelling. I'm just gonna hit pause yeah, no problem, quick. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, no problem. But yeah, like uh, the tribes that they have similarities with, they all those tribes are are synchronous with the American Indian tribes or the Native American tribes. Uh, to the Western Hemisphere, like uh, the Creek or the Greek. Uh, a lot of Creek territory, Creek Indian territory, has city names like Athens um, and various other names. Their their style of dress were togas. Um, Strange. This is not because they had two parallel societies. It's because I think all of their history has been uh, kind of forced over to an area that didn't really have it to at all to begin with and that it's kind of a massive uh theatrical fraud where they're creating artifacts and creating historical relics and out of movie sets and things in the uh new or the old world to try to convince us that that's the old world but all the peoples of the old testament from the greeks to being the creek indians uh, spoke Phoenician or ancient Hebrew and ancient Hebrew is Crazy. important to this because like I said all those people come from the ancient Hebrews uh, it's it's basically regarded as fact that when they're discussing the uh, 
two worlds that exist in the Old Testament. Those are literally the two of the original surviving uh, societies. The land of Goshen, which is the Egyptian school of magic, the Egyptian worldview, the worship of Ra, the sun god, and then the Canaanites. And the Canaanites, to put it simply, are all the tribes from the Philistines, etc., who worship uh, basically uh, what we would call devils, but they're not. It's just, you mm -hmm. know, different various Sumerian and Semitic gods of, mm -hmm. the, of the time, like Baal and isis etc I'm, I'm just saying without getting any secular into this both are societies one's worshiping the egyptian pantheon the other one's worshiping a, a, a sumerian pantheon that would become that's the anunnaki that would become the greek gods they would become the viking gods they would become the uh gods I'm, of i'm the, super interested land. in this kind of thing like in how the characters repeat through different theologies as well so like all christians go around calling saying things about baal and and canaanite gods and saying it's satanic but like it's just a rep like this G, the stories in the bible are a repetition of those stories and so on and so forth well, yeah, so and, like, yeah and then you look into things like king solomon and his use of demons to create the temple and then you look into things like him even building temples to various gods and that Israel itself is uh, Ra'el, is Isis, Ra, the sun god, and El Elohim as a mm -hmm. triad or triumvirate, which is a holy trinity. Mm -hmm. And uh, the covenant of Jehovah is a big part of – it's all of the Old Testament. It's not a big part. It is the all of the Old Testament and that the people mm -hmm. of Israel, though, don't hold to the covenants. And it's constantly them worshiping various Sumerian gods, like in the Exodus. Moses, who's following the commands of Jehovah, uh, very righteously goes, turns his back for just five minutes, goes up the mountain, uh, Mount Sinai, to get the, the commandments, uh, commune directly with Jehovah, and then comes down and they're worshiping a golden cow, which is Moloch. Mm -hmm. you know, but it's a golden calf uh, from the Egyptian magic, from the Egyptian magicians who they of the Hebrews who they brought along with them. They're Sumerian deities. And it's this constant back and forth, this ebb and flow over righteous kings like King David and covenants and holding true to the commandments of Jehovah and their uh, eventual betrayals in their worship of false idols and, uh, you know, other Sumerian identity gods and stuff like that. And that's the Abrahamic perspective of it, even as it's told, right? Like, for whatever it's worth, even as it's told, it's just that story repeated, like, um, you know, it, it, it's it's just literally the message of the Old Testament is the fulfillment of the prophecies, but also the challenge of other deities and other faiths and other tribes, outsiders, etc., bringing in their, their um, they're always referred to as false idols, because that's the message of the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. uh, and in the historical sex, we, we know that there are battles, holy wars, battles between cultures and tribes. And what makes a tribe is their gods, the identities of their gods and mm -hmm. the, the powers of their gods, etc. And that as it is right now, we have the Semitic gods, which are the Anunnaki, the ones that worshipped by Babylon, the ones worshipped by Persia, the ones worshipped who became the Zoroastrians who, you know, evolved and became like the Roman pantheon 
uh, Zeus is Zoo and the sky god Ball is mm-hmm. Thor. It's like you know Thor is dead. Exactly. It, yeah. It, exactly. Those. That's one tribe, and the other tribe was the Egyptian deities and the lands of Egypt, which, as we would know now, were the Mississippi River people, and it's mm-hmm. their uh, understanding of like Isis and. Yes, Isis worship was prevalent all in the Gulf of Mexico area, Texas being the star of Isis, Texas being a part of Egypt, but being a part of not like a hard Egypt where like, you know, there's one line where Egypt begins and anything outside is not Egypt. Everyone looked basically the same. Everyone acted the same, just varying degrees like modern people. Denver, Colorado is not much different than Austin, Texas. It's not. Like, no matter how much you say, and if we fall into dystopia times and we were at war with each other, it would still be the same. (laughs) It would 100% be two identical people, no matter how much rivalry we had and how much different we we grew into. Um, Same thing with Egypt and the Canaanites of Mesopotamia, right? So when Moses was like, hey, I'm going to be sent on this mission uh because there's no place for me as the rightful heir of the throne in egypt uh to go out with my peoples you know free my peoples go back to our lands what's rightfully ours uh, and take it from these uh canaanites who are basically our cousins or our siblings our (laughs) and we're just going to bring them now our power that we've learned through egyptian magic and uh you know conquer them because we're the rightful pharaohs and this would play later on to the creation of like the kingdom of Israel and the Judea Valley and, and all that. So they either went to Zion National Park or Salt Lake City area where they built the city that was, you know, what would be known as Tartaria and land of, you know, all the mud flood greatness out there in the West Coast, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I think they did. And I think that was uh, the original land of Israel. But I think more people even left further down to Tenochtitlan, where what ultimately would become Tenochtitlan. I think that the history of the Hebrew kings has been all kind of stuffed together and like rolled up into one simple to understand thing called the history of Jerusalem. And things like King Saul, the King David, the King Solomon, to you know all the all the events up leading up to Jesus. Um, and the history of Jerusalem and the history of you know Israel has been really chronic, just crunched up, and it it really is the history of the Western Hemisphere outside of the Mississippi Mound Builder culture, uh, which never changed up until like literally the days of conquest by the Romans, who would we we will know as the Vatican, as the Vatican uh, is Rome. And they made up the entire history of their Roman history to kind of justify their end. But they're just Phoenicians who survived the disaster that would happen in the West. And mm-hmm. in their pursuit of rewriting history, they basically created the mythos of a Middle Eastern Israel with the real history of the West, uh, specifically the history that happened in Tignatalon over the various kings from the founding of the city and the bringing down of the Mexica, uh, who would become the Mexicans. You know, everyone, it's not even a racist thing. It's the tribe was the Mexica 
and mm-hmm. uh it, it not even that that was what they named us uh named the tribe uh the hebrew brotherhood the hebrew line is the issachar they are a, they are mm-hmm. known as a tribe of israel a daughter of sarah and it's the tribe mm-hmm. of the issachar and the tribe of the Issachar came down to a pre-existing civilization to find a city that God promised them. Now in the now in the Aztec mythology, now now a lot of people know this because it's on the flag of Mexico. So it's like the most well-known Aztec mythology that they are the Aztecs are not from Mexico. That archaeologically, science or history or whatever you want to call it, uh, anthropology, says that they are from the Wisconsin area. Whoa. So they're from a Great Lakes area that would we would know as Southern Egypt because of the Nile River Delta is actually where New Orleans is. And that is kind of like what we would say, you know, on our map, if we just had to flip Egypt over, then it, it stops oh. up the bottom lines on top. But that's still, they were in Egypt, just in the the more rural, desolate wilderness area of it, where it gets super cold, and they decided to move to a promised land, which was in the south. They crossed over the Rocky Mountain deserts, uh, you know, suffered many hardships, had to fight the mountain giants, had to fight the Amorites, had to fight many different tribes, like Joshua, Jericho, uh, you know, destroyed ancient walled cities. That it existed before because this is where the origin of all mankind is. And all these tribes were just various Native American tribes like the Anasazi, the Pueblo people, the Navajo, and whatever we would like to call them today. That they were either the survivors of or the, or the actual tribes encountered by these people. And that those stories did not happen in the Middle East. They happened in America in the western hemisphere now by the time they got to mexico city or geographically where mexico city is now there was a lake and a settlement in the lake and they saw the vision that was promised to them by god and that was an eagle eating a snake with a snake in its beak you know killing the snake Mm -hmm. Uh, and you can make out that symbolism it's very clear as day the eagle triumphant uh, being triumphant over the serpent killing satan killing evil killing the reptilian the eagle uh you know the dove of god the bird symbolism always represented and the eagle of egypt the eagle of Ra. these were culturally egyptian people regardless of the fact they're not egyptian it's goshen or Kemet. the symbolism is still there horus the osiren uh worship the falcon the eagle the you know the bird of prey mm-hmm. it's and these people have arrived just like the hebrews arrived in the the israel valley and they brought war and they were undefeated in their trek across the desert against all the hostile tribes and civilizations that previously existed there because it was a holy war and unapologetically they were now at full-on genocide war levels with all the various tribes that lived around them just like the aztecs were very famous Mm. for being and just like the ancient israelites are written of king solomon 
built a massive temple to the sun. And it wasn't called King Solomon, but he was called Neocoatl. Oh, sorry, I, I, I have my notes a little bit mixed up. Sorry, that wasn't that was Neocoatl's son. Neocoatl was King David. I'm getting a little mm -hmm. ahead of myself. So as as referenced, a lot of the Hebrew stuff was all crunched up into one easy to understand package we call the Old Testament, which is set in the Middle East. Um, there was a figure in Aztec mythology, as it is read, as it's canon right now in, in the actual academics, that is so clearly a one-on-one -on -one for King David that it's it had to actually be mentioned in the the biographical video I watched on him, that it's almost a parallel of his life word for word from being hunted by or being uh, exiled and hunted by the father of the woman that he married who was the king uh, at the time an evil king saul figure to defeating that king saul figure as an outcast in battle and then uh taking over the throne when that king died of old age and then um going on to having uh, basically stewardship over his entire kingdom, but then kind of come, coming corrupt and doing exactly what King David did, leading a soldier into a battle he knew he would die in so that he could marry his wife, etc., etc., etc. Now, we know the King David story as the Semitic story. Uh, mm -hmm. Oh, he killed the Phoenicians. He was at war with the Phoenicians. King Saul, these were Hebrews. The Ark of the Covenant, you know, building the, the tabernacle, all that. Eating the showbread. This was all Aztec and Issachar, or Mayan, or whatever you want to look at it, Mexico, uh, symbolism as well. Including everything from eating the showbread being a ritualized human sacrifice. Eating the human bread. Eating the bread of God. You know, committing a taboo in holy worship to uh, killing his enemies in battle, the Philistines, he was a great warrior, to refusing to wear metal armor and choosing armor of cotton or to fight in the nude or enforcing that in his men. And it's just, like for those who have eyes to see, it's too many parallels. And it's, it's, it's this that I think a lot of people have the hurdle with. It's because the names. Like when mm -hmm. you hear a neo coatl it becomes almost impossible to imagine this person as a human being. Mm -hmm. But if you hear King David, all of a sudden you can put a face to it mm -hmm. because it's a face that's been given to us because this is the thing. Like they want us to think in a certain way, an anglified way, regardless of this person was Aryan or not, because the tribe came from Wisconsin. Um, so it, it's, you know, like I said, I, I believe these people actually were physically Aryan. I believe these people were physically Caucasian. Like in the Mexico area, you mean? Yeah, and, and people don't realize Mexico is a very complicated place ethnically, and there are Caucasian people. There are bl mm -hmm. uh, blonde-haired, blue-eyed people in Mexico. There are. There are Chinese people in Mexico. There mm -hmm. are black people who are native to Mexico. Mexico is as geographically or population as diverse as America, if not more so, because it has various other cultures that we kind of lump together. We just call them Hispanics, but like, you know, the various Caribbean peoples, the various different uh, mixes and ethnicities, uh, Creole, 
Um, it, it's like, I think they have something where like uh, 27 different recognized tribes, like Native American tribes that are Native Americans even today. Like, you know, they're, they're not considered mixed or anything. Like they have, they were just there. They have been forever. Like uh, yeah. the, the, uh, the people in the mountains and stuff or the West Coast. It's, it's Mexico's as large as the North Amer- or as the United States, physically. Huh. It only has twenty five million people in it, though, so it's mostly empty. Crazy. Yeah. You know, I just I just made a reel about like all this um ancient, well, like this American art from like the seventeen hundreds and eighteen hundreds that depicted American Indians as like com- they look completely African. And like yeah. they have like Moorish clothes and stuff on, and like it's censored so bad. I think I got like two hundred views on it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's there's the Moorish reality, which is uh, the the African. What we see, it's it's weird to talk about it. The black population is not African American. There is almost no such thing as that. It's all indigenous Caribbean people and North American people or South American people. Um, they're indigenous though they're absolutely indigenous and i i have a lot of controversies with africa the out of africa story the africa as a genesis of culture story and even the the fact that like anything or any any real people lived in africa they were all from america first including all tribes that i think were put over there uh to kind of create photo shoots by national geographic and by uh slave traders i think the slave trade worked the opposite way they Mm. captured people from the amazon rainforest and the caribbean islands and central and south america and north america and shipped them to africa yeah i'm starting to think that too and also like uh they do their best with africa to like try and cover anything interesting that isn't just like egypt because i learned a lot about ethiopia and i was just like wow nobody knows this like you literally think africa is like a wasteland like that's the picture they like deliver to us and like anything interesting our world in Africa is just Egypt and that's it. But like really there's like strange ruins and structures everywhere that they just like gloss over. Well, here's a weird thing about the skin color. Here's a weird thing about the skin color that I want to get into. Okay, so Phoenicians and, and the, the word Phoenicians uh, who made a, the, the empire of Carthage who uh, I believe play a big part to the later survival of the disaster. Um, the, basically, I call them the survivors of Atlantis, because at this time, Israel is Atlantis, and Israel is, like I said, taken over uh, by Babylon and then allowed to exist again. And there is a lot of history in between there that's parallel with the history of like South and Central America and these major city states and organiz like you know families and dynasties um, that I think is exact like I said just the Old Testament history is given new names are and and um, the people skin color all of the pharaohs that have ever been found have been Caucasian specifically. Um, with Aryan features such as ginger hair or RH negative blood, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, same with all the Aztec empire, uh, with emperors that we have any kind of mummified remains. Same as the Incan, with they have blue eyes, 
in Peru. Mm -hmm. And now this is not local to the phenotype that we're common about. I think these people just converted to Catholicism and and were in, taken over and just called Spanish or have lied about their pedigree to such a degree or that history has been lied to by such a degree that we can no longer know where these people even came from or where they originated and we assume they're just their native population. Like Americans, there are more Irish people that live in America than in Ireland. And we want to believe that it's because there was a famine in Ireland and all of them came to America and because there's no famine here, they just bred like rabbits. Oh, that's interesting, hey? Because No, it's because the that... Irish are from America and they went to Ireland. And most of Ireland didn't even believe in contraception for a really long time because they're well, like such the idea behind like that. Catholic like, roots. That there's 300 million Americans, 300 plus million Americans, nearly 400 million Americans, and there are so few Europeans. Yeah, and everyone's Irish in North America, it seems like. Like, I apparently have a bit of Irish heritage. It's because it's a native phenotype. And okay, oh, so crazy. when the Irish are shirtless in the sun, they turn red, right? Yeah. This is not even... Uh, so common sense, the people turn red. And the Phoenicians were known both because they were red of skin and they wore red paint that would heighten this and in, like it was literally like they painted themselves red and they went to war uh wearing red and their flags had white and red stripes and their shields were red and their boats were painted red and everything about them had this red coloration to it right and they became known commonly as the phoenicians and phoenicians are like the fiery ones uh it means red uh, basically ah. these people were defeated by the the um, hebrews right and then they went into the exodus of their own and formed colonies and in the academic history of the world these colonies are all along the mediterranean with their uh, cities being like uh, uh troy and Carthage and these cities are very famous academically for being destroyed mm -hmm. because I think both they were destroyed in war but also this is the kind of thing like all their old cities they kind of either demolished or were intentionally destroyed saying that these people were kind of like you know there's a reason why they're enemies with the west like, there's a reason for this. There's an actual war in which um, I think the survivors of started going covert and started doing things like rewriting history and living in Europe, being kind of chased by these armies of the Western Hemisphere until the Great Disaster happened so that they could kind of come back. And in the, this effort, they created what we would know as the Crusades or the Reconquista, which are one in the same. The Crusades were not people from Europe going into the Middle East, although that did happen because they were colonizing it, they were exploring it, they were taking over this land that didn't have cities in it yet, that basically was brand new and empty. And from there, taking their resources, 
brainwashing the few local people that they could find. They were then invading the West again from Europe, from the Mediterranean, from North Africa, uh, the Iberian Peninsula, England. And these uh, Phoenicians had rebranded themselves, had modernized, modernized, modernized themselves into the Vatican, or what we would know as the Vatican. Same coloration of the Knights Templar, white and red shields, the Rothschild family. It is, a, it is a complete unified European force at this point. Uh, you could say it originated in Rome, right? Uh, the Vatican, mm-hmm. and that it... Not only militarily started to take over the Western Hemisphere after the Great Disaster, but academically is the guilty party and rewriting all of the history of the world. And everything that we know about from the history of the Hebrews, uh, what we know and identify as the Jews, who we think the Africans are, are um, the black indigenous peoples of America, what we think we know as truth. What we think of Asia, what we think of Tartaria, what we think of the ancient world, what we think of the Great Flood, all of it was written by these people who are the survivors of Atlantis, for lack of a better identity. They are the people from the Western world with knowledge of the Western world's original supremacy in all things, like its original location basically being the setting of all things. Uh, that have ever happened on Earth involving human beings, and they are literally the only survivors of that with that knowledge and have completely convinced the world otherwise so that they could be the only inheritors of this treasure. And this, I feel, actually is disclosed, and I, I only bring this up because I watched the film last <coughs> In the films National Treasure and National Treasure 2. Now, I know that sounds kind of silly, but like I watched the films last night and at both. Hey, no, it it doesn't sound silly because I just recently watched them with my daughter and I was like, holy fuck, there's so many crazy things from hidden history that they don't tell us that's like little nuggets in those movies. It's really strange, but go on, sorry, with your point. Oh, no, I was going to say, like, it's exactly, if you actually just, like, this is now kind of get lighthearted because it's a very serious subject and, like, mm-hmm. you know, just to kind of make, like, a real world aside to it so you can see, like, a pop culture kind of thing. People love pop culture. I love it, mm-hmm. too. They um, love I, it. I, my, I was, I was kind of blown away by seeing back-to-back examples of it. Um, in the first movie, The Treasure, when they open the treasure room, you see an Egyptian sarcophagus, literally the King Tut sculpture uh gold right there and the whole point of that is the american founding fathers stole all this treasure and they kept it secret right mm-hmm. with the freemasons it just mm-hmm. straight up talks about the fucking freemasons by the way it's mm-hmm. a movie made by disney that's just straight up yeah the freemasons are secret they have codes they've been rewriting history and keeping secrets forever they lie to us they have no respect for us as a people and there's nothing you can do about it because you're not one of them you know, and it's like, mm-hmm. okay, and then they tell you the secret when they open the treasure room, there is an Egyptian sarcophagus right first scene, standing right next to it. And it's, they want you to think it's because they stole that history, which they did, but not from ancient Egypt. They stole it from America. That's all the American treasure that they collected 
in the colonies and in the 50 states. And it's been pooling, kind of like, you know, like they collect the, our entire history and keep it as a secret treasure for themselves. And the second film, the treasure is a Spanish or is a Native American city of gold named Cibola. Yeah. Now, this is a fictionalized place and it's in the, it's behind Mount Rushmore. And the whole reveal is that Mount Rushmore was made to hide this big ass city made of gold. And that the mountain is hollow and that ancient Native Americans were so accomplished at creating underground cities. It's just kind of been sitting there this whole time and no one's known. But yeah. Americans know about it. Americans have known about it since the Confederate War days, which goes into a big thing rabbit hole, too, because I don't think the Confederate War ever happened or the Civil War ever happened. I believe that I don't was think a, so either. I think that was uh, yeah. a cleanup job of his. Exactly. That was well, those were like the photos of like, like I said, when the West started getting invaded, it first started getting invaded in Mexico, the Caribbean uh canada on the edges it literally took until like the late 1800s for them to conquer quote-unquote conquer north america um the native american indian wars weren't finished until the 1930s like they were still finding uncontacted native americans up until the 1930s in north america it took it, later where i'm from like in the north of canada that there was like uncontacted people in the 80s that they were finding and like exactly. my, my husband's mom worked with like some social programs that helped them like habit like um rehabilitate them or like assimilate them no exactly and i think that a lot of american history from the 16 to 17 the 1800s and even to the 1900s, is finding Native American populations and re-educating them. And it's not a, it's not necessarily a war, but it, it is, it, it did get violent. But it's not like people think. It's more like there were just, there was a lot of like nothing, like a lot of empty land with like whole cities just abandoned, and they'd mm-hmm. find these like tribes of people who were living off buffalo herds. And like, you know, living off the land and, and they were like Mad Max tribes Mm -hmm. and that these Phoenicians who had knowledge of the true history of the world, right. Who were Mm -hmm. survivors of this once populated area, um, would, you know, assimilate them, either kill off the men who were resisted, uh, you know, uh, reeducate the women, Christianize them, uh, Mm -hmm. create missions and stuff like that for them. And then, and then just use them to do the same to other people. And like, if you really look into it, the Buffalo soldier, for example, a lot mm-hmm. of, uh, indoctrinated black soldiers in the cavalry union troops and stuff like that. After the civil war, a lot of Confederates just became cowboys and did the same thing. Uh, and just went colonized the West were given massive land leases and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and central and South America, especially, like uh, a lot of people who are Americans uh, who were involved in the Civil War have history in Mexico and have history in like South America and Central America, like like just kind of fucking things up. Like it's kind of weird just to say it because people don't want to talk about it. But yeah, America's got a huge like terrible history of controlling and conquering 
like Honduras and like the Dominican Republic and stuff like that, mm-hmm. like sending the Marines down there and, and just like terrorizing people, creating these banana republics. It's mm-hmm. the same process. That's all colonization. It, 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 if it has any other name, it's like people get caught up in names. I think what happened from the 1400s, which was Christopher Columbus, quote unquote, coming over to the Atlantic Ocean and conquering, um, you know, like with his men, like not him, but like, you know, over time, the success of conquistadors and the conquista uh, that would happen over from the from the 1400s to uh, eventually evolve into, you know, America taking over like Costa Rica and stuff like that for bananas. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all one big process. That's all one big evolution of things. And like I said, it's only until the 1913s that we started having things like the federal government controlling education. Yeah. And so that's the 20th century is like really where this kind of like really becomes reality where the fake history becomes the real history or the only history that we can learn. It's just the last hundred years where we've been like super under the spell. I think, I think you're right. Yeah. And, and it's only around that same time that coincidentally uh, people start exploring and finding all the ancient world stuff that literally people thought was legend and didn't exist in the middle east and in Mm. greeks and in like they find troy they find a city that's in all these poems and all these mythologies that they've carefully created and cultivated by the way who who do you think translated the iliad into english the freemasons Yeah. yeah the university system the phoenicians that have already colonized and built their stronghold not in the west but in the europe and it's all from European academics that this even is possible. Like, who do you think translated Plato's, uh, you know, idea of Atlantis, the story of the Republic? Uh, you know, European academics. So they yeah. they can edit and and change whatever they need to change, so it's not so obvious. But they're kind of sloppy at that stuff, though. Too like they they do change stuff, but then they just kind of think like everyone's a little bit of a layman, and like there's. They leave clues everywhere and stuff everywhere. Oh, yeah. And it, it gets even weirder when he goes into the Mexican side of things, like with the the Central and South American and Mayan Aztec stuff. Like I said, the Aztecs is not what they called themselves. The Aztecs is a name given to them uh, from the Azteca um, root word. And then that's from the Mexico word. And then the Mexico word is not what was given to them either. That was given to them by their enemies. And then, like, all, you learn that almost everything about native americans is wrong like all the names are wrong um all the city names are wrong all the tribal things are wrong every description of them is wrong all their uh it was all written by their enemies the Mm -hmm. spanish they had no incentive to make these people look good in any single capacity and even then they couldn't lie about it the real and the real original writings are like these people are fucking amazing they mm-hmm. have like like they built like when the, the spanish saw tenochtitlan they thought it was like a dream they, yeah. they didn't understand how it was so clean and like pristine and efficient and like well built and like the 
just the, the roads alone were like marvelous and like i said i don't think it happened the way they want us to think where it was like you know they conquered and took it over because they're just so badass and like you know the catholic church is just so high tech and you know mm-hmm. like it had swords made of metal and stuff i think it was you know the fact that it was a popular uprising and you know the many phoenician survivors helped you know basically overthrow the few israelite survivors that were left defending the ruins of these cities you know as best they could and and i don't hold anyone to be the good guy or the bad guy i think it's just these various weird tribes and they're they're different pantheons of in various worships like i said the phoenicians worshipped isis and i think it's a tribe that worships isis and uh versus a tribe that worships the sun yeah it's it's a solar cult uh who are the people of ra israel and um then the people of the phoenicians who are the people who are red who wear red who are uh, signified by red both the vatican and knights templar the rothschilds uh britain for example the british flag uh, and the American flag, and as well as flags of French people, uh, of Russia. It, there's a whole study there. The the power of red and the, this tribe of red. Uh, you know, like it's. You know, it, you know what's crazy about that when you say like raw, like the sun worship or the like Isis or raw. That's like f- feminine or masculine. That's like a male god or a female god. And like, um, I don't know if you know this, but like they used to call America Columbia and they had a goddess named Columbia. And like, there's just so much homage to like goddess culture all the way up until the Rothschild takeover. Then it shifted to like male and then they introduced Uncle Sam and stuff like that. But um, it was really like, like everything was like goddess themed in in the early america and what they say they built that what was already here and so it's interesting that you talk about like isis and the mississippi and like the goddess worship and how they shifted it to like a male god kind of worship or like driven society it's it's always this battle between the two and i think that a lot of like say like when the catholics uh people don't know the catholics are are uh, isis worshiping cult like the virgin mary is, yeah. is their deity and She's jesus christ is an ancillary figure to it and yeah. that with the vatican is an isis worshiping cult that created um a lot of its own mythology from and it's open about it cre- uh, merging the roman pantheon with the judeo-christian pantheon mm-hmm. right so it basically created its own mythology from its root source the roman pantheon and the romans were phoenicians that was a mm-hmm. colony of the Phoenicians, and that colony began in America. And like I said, Colombia, the the same deities, the same pantheon was worshipped in our hemisphere because its origins, as are the origins of all things, are in the Western Hemisphere. Um, just like saying that um, the Aztecs, Quetzalcoatl, is a lot like the Egyptian uh, winged serpent right Fatah or Toth and it's yes it's similar because they're in their neighbors their cousins Mm -hmm. they're like literally literally siblings 
And um, the same thing is true with saying that, like, um, King Solomon and and his temple and the sacred geometry that goes into it, which is a big part of Judaism and Kabbalah, um, mm-hmm. is the same in many ways as the Semitic Babylonian astrotheologic uh, teachings of the Chaldeans and things like that. The the thing I want to kind of enforce is that's not controversial. That is absolutely understood as just religious and cultural, uh, you know, proximities and like the the relationships between them all. Like what I'm saying is controversial is the fact that it happened in the Western Hemisphere, not yeah. Europe, not North Africa, not the Mesopotamian, not the Mediterranean, not the Middle East. Mecca uh, is not in Saudi Arabia. It's like in Cuba, you know. And there's a reason why Cuba is called Cuba. The Muslims, the Moors, did not originate on the Barbary Coast or Libya or, you know, the Arab Sea. They were in the Caribbean Sea, the Carib- <laughs> Arabian the Arabian right, Sea. Right Caribbean. when you were saying where Mecca was, you cut out. And you're like, Mecca is, and it cut out, so I didn't hear. So did you say it was in the Caribbean? Mecca's Sorry. in Cuba. Cuba, oh. Cuba. Well, I mean, things like people don't realize that the Muslim world is not the Middle East either. The Muslim world is based in uh, the, the Mesopotamia, the Fertile Crescent of the Caribbean, the, um, the Gulf Coast. Uh, it's all evolved into each other. It's all been separated and cast into the four corners of the wind. And they all want you to think that they're not geographically related. Uh, and if they are, it's because of the Eastern Asian routes, like trade routes and things like that of, of uh, intellect. But it's not like they want you to think even in the Great Reset terms that Tartaria was uh, in Asia, which it is. But the technologies of Tartaria, the accomplishments of the old world are in the Western Hemisphere in North America or South America or Mexico um specifically Mexico and Central and South America. And I think well that too. I think like they, sorry, I think that they call it Tartaria specifically to like make us think it's localized in that certain area. Exactly. And there's no remnants for any cities really in that area. Like the whole Mongolian empire thing. Like they yeah. want you to think that. Like it's barren this, there basically <laughs> exactly this tribe took over the world yet there's not a single standing foundation or building yet they want you to pretend that a civilization that created two hundred thousand cities across the mississippi river delta had no lasting impression in history never took yeah. over or conquered anyone and uh, never contributed anything in terms of technology like fire or the wheel or anything yeah. And it, it's like that's that's harder to believe now that I've seen with my open eyes. Like I guess this is my closing statements. Uh, that's harder to believe now that I know the truth than thinking that a people who literally planted the Amazon rainforest or literally uh, created cities above the clouds, like in Machu Picchu, and that there are monoliths that still cannot be reproduced in the Inca mountains and the Andes mountain range and up and down South America 
and that um, Central and South America are filled densely with monolithic pyramids and um, paved roads and highways mm-hmm. and cities that rival even modern cities, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that these people didn't have fucking boats and couldn't sail across an ocean. That these people who had a calendar that la- that was accurate for over 2,000 years didn't and had know. maps accurately drawn of the coastline of Antarctica, like hundreds of years before we even figured out what it looked like. That that had con- that knowledge of the constellations that knew the stars so accurately as to create, you know, calendar. Is that like the 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 archae- the architecture that's like you know precise down to a certain degree when the sun sets, you know, that makes mm-hmm. the right shadows and stuff that these people like just couldn't conceive of Europeans uh, like in any way, shape or form, like didn't have metal, didn't have an army able to stop them. Just didn't know that they weren't gods. Like they just want you to think that they were like children. Mm-hmm. And, and this is absolutely when you realize the big lie that it's 100% bullshit that no one knows. And no one wants to talk. And no one knows in academia the truth or no one wants to talk about the truth which they won't is talk about it yeah these people were the most powerful people on earth these people uh had the a world empire if you could call it that that every person alive knew who they were respected them and traded with them and dealt with them and that the only tribes that existed back then were under these people's powers either these two rival kingdoms these two rival tribes that were basically related to each other just like how israel and babylon and uh egypt are related to each other in the ancient Mm -hmm. world just like how rome and egypt are related to each other in the ancient world Mm -hmm. and just like how uh you know nowadays major nations are related to each other like mexico and the united states they 100 percent operated as modernly as possible so always keep that in mind it's modern men no matter what time it they're the modern men they're the they're the most modern and educated and high-tech men that exist and it's mm-hmm. always the same no matter who they are uh, psychologically physically you know human beings are human beings but the truth is that our Bible, that our religions, that our Abrahamic faiths have been hijacked, that our schools, that our education systems have been hijacked. They want us to believe fairy tales. They want Mm -hmm. us to believe uh, a completely bogus history that makes mankind uh, seem trivial and just pathetic and like very confused. And it's, the, the amount of evidence that they're suppressing is overwhelming. Like, I mean, I have to recommend a channel on YouTube called old world, Florida. Everyone uh, for, keeps recommending me that. <laughs> I mean, have to, cause that, that's where I did a lot of my research. Too, but I also recommend everyone just doing their own research and like watch, you know, watch independent history, watch other in, uh, history documentaries that give detail presentations on these cultures and you will see quickly that we don't know of we don't know anything about them like we don't know anything about 
like we don't know jack about shit man we don't yeah like we, we really like just everything we think we know is just a fairy tale it's just a disney story it's a lie that these people um you know like all the monuments built by them they had the exact that america was called columbia that we've had presidents before george washington mm-hmm. that um the native american tribes became american colonists not the other mm-hmm. way around um you know it it's you know we didn't land on plymouth rock plymouth rock landed on us mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, it and a lot of it comes down to just that like it it's you got to keep saying but once you start going down this rabbit hole you will feel insane very fast yeah it's true but it's good to just find other people that are going into it too and then you have you kind of make a little tribe and you add clues together with each other like after this show i'm like reframing the way i'm looking at things because as you went through and said a lot of the things you said it started to make things that never made sense to me make more sense that i found about fake history so thanks for coming on today and i'm sorry i have to cut this short because i feel like we could talk forever but um i'm just really happy you came and shared all your research with us today do you want to just like quickly tell people where to find you and like yeah yeah, um, like I said before, Linktree slash Beyond Top Secret Text in all lowercase, all one word, is going to be the best place to find me and all my web Perfect. activities, social media pages, etc. Uh, Twitter for right now is where I post most of my videos and, and uh, dark web stuff. Uh, the podcast, you can check out the podcast anywhere podcasts are found, the major ones and the minor ones, uh, as well as go on my own webpage, which is podpage.com slash Beyond Top Secret Texan. Google Beyond Top Secret Texan, uh, that podcast, uh, you should get uh, your results, you know, first page. Um, but Linktree slash Beyond Top Secret Texan will bring you to the directory. You can choose from there your preference and how you want to follow me. I uh, greatly appreciate all followers, new and old alike. Greatly appreciate people who support, just even for one episode. So thank you very much, uh, Stranger, uh, sorry, Strange Neighborhoods. My name's Kaylin. You could just call me Kaylin on here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I see it, Kaylin. Yeah. Well, there's a strange neighborhood podcast. Yeah. And for having me on. And, uh, you know, would love to come back. And, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Share more of this information with you. No Sounds problem. like you have you lots are... more to get into, too. <laughs> but, uh, no yeah. Way. So you'll have to come back for sure. But, yeah. Thanks for coming on today. All right. Thank you. Oh, 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 oh,